0: And welcome everybody to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I have to tell you, the person that we're going to be talking to today is very, very special. And so, I hope that you'll stay with us for the entire time uh, because we've got a tremendous amount of information to get out to you. That if you, um, if you listen to it and you take it to heart, it could quite literally change your life. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Her name, of course, is uh, Kimberly Giles, and she is the president of Clari- Clarity Point Coaching. She's got a whole bunch of coaches there. I want you to go to claritypointcoaching.com if you'd like to follow along. And she's also been, she's got over 50, 550 articles that she's written. She's been on Good Morning America. She's been, she's been all over the place because people are always looking for great information on how to live life a little bit better because in in my world everybody that i know is always sitting at one point in their life if they're saying to themselves gosh is this all there is and why can't i do better at life why is this continuing to happen to me over and over and over again whether it be marriage relationships work all that stuff, how we feel about ourselves, all that kind of thing. so and Kimberly is here to help us with that. and so welcome to the show, Kimberly. It's such a pleasure to have Thanks, you here.
1: Kevin, I'm excited to be here. Get to talk yes. to you today.
0: It, it, is, it is going to be so much fun because you have got a coaching style that is different than most and, uh, and you actually have clients that'll tell you, "You know, why didn't I think of that myself? That's so easy. <laughs> And uh, um, and, you know, in my in my point of view, once we get to the point where instead of it being difficult and hard and awful and icky, that's a technical term, by the way, icky, um, if we can turn it around and say it's easy to live my life better, it's easy to to follow my heart and to do what I really want to do with myself. And when you get to that point, but correct me if I'm wrong. And and, well, first of all, welcome. and, And am I wrong in that?
1: No, you're absolutely right. You know, most of us that are struggling and it, it doesn't matter what the struggle is for you, if it's relationships, it's self-esteem, it's it's trouble at work, whatever it is, it's heavy. And if you knew how to fix it and get out of it, you'd surely do it. But But it feels like it's complicated, like there isn't a solution. And so you feel stuck. And what I, I I want us to show people today is actually there is a way to shift things. And it's pretty simple. And once you learn it, you've got the tools to make some changes happen. We want to give you hope.
0: You have just uh, piqued a lot of people's interest because they're like, huh? You, you mean it can be easy? Nothing's easy. It's always kind of, we were told that from a, you know, you got to buckle down. It's hard work. You've got, you know, and we've never been told that, that we can do these things just in the natural flow of life because a lot of us get out of the flow. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned my articles. I, I wrote a weekly column for 11 years giving this advice to people, and I ended every single article with the phrase, you can do this. And I used to get letters all the time for people that are like, you don't know how hard I have it. Kim Giles, you must have it easy. You must not have the kind of issues. And I know all my friends and family were like, if you had any idea the, the stuff that I've had <laughs> to go through to learn this, <laughs> trust me, I know how bad it's hurting. I know how low you feel i t- i talked to this woman today and she said i'm not just in fear i am an abject terror that i am a failure and have always been a failure and have nothing to offer so the, tell me you, you get that i you guys i get how dark it can be but i'm telling you the problem is a, is a perception it's the way that you're looking at yourself and your life, and you can only see it right now through the lens you can see it through. And you're doing the best you can, but this is all you can see is this this lens. So what I'm going to give you today, it, it, we're going to clear off that lens a little bit. We're going to make we're going to take some of the fear off of it and let you see your life through a different lens. And you're going to go, oh, so. All of that was inside me. I had the power to shift, and you do, and you can do this. What we're going to teach you today, you can do.
0: Most people, and I, I don't think I'm overgeneralizing, but I, I'll just say a lot of people uh, believe that it's external forces. Uh oh, that it's external forces that affect us to a great degree rather than the internal. internal workings of who we really are and so we get battered by forces that are not us but that are external to us and we think that that's the way reality is reality is that it comes from inside of us doesn't it
1: yeah so let me give a give an example okay the other day i had this woman who got mad at something really stupid and just screamed at me and, and swear words and was just awful, right? And my first reaction was, what a jerk, this woman, and and being offended. And, and that's my natural reaction to an outside circumstance, right? Is that I've just been I've just been hurt and offended. This lady wronged me. Okay, that's one way to look at it. There are other ones. And I have the power to look at that same situation and think, you know what? It, it didn't take anything from me. It doesn't diminish who I am. It doesn't change me on any level. She can say whatever words she wants to say. It doesn't affect me. I'm fine. And through that lens, there's no problem here. And, and what, what we we come to realize is, is that it's not the, the situations that are making us feel terrible. It's honestly and truly the way we're looking at them, the way we perceive them. And we, Oh, I'm just going to show you some little shifts, two little shifts today that just will change the way you look at everything.
0: Oh, please do tell. <laughs> I, I, we would like to know what, the, what those are, because you know, we, when, I don't know about you, but there's a natural tendency in my in my world that if somebody comes at me with anger, I meet that anger with anger. Um, you know, if as when I was a bus driver, if I if, say if a customer was being unruly or being angry or whatever, I would meet that with an equal force of anger rather than letting it go because I it ended up hurting me. It didn't bother them at all because they were already angry and doing what they wanted to do. So I'm really interested to to hear your, your steps of how to do this.
1: Okay. So the first, we got to understand a couple basics first. So I want, I want you to imagine there's literally two sides to who you are. So you've got the side of you that I, I think is the real you. And it's, it's a being of love. It really is. And, and you, when you have an experience where you get to show up in love with another person, whole, you know, comfort a child or, or, be with the people in your family and you get to experience your love is when you feel the best about who you are. Cause it's really who you are, but you also have an ego and this ego side, <laughs> it's oh, trying best, but it's job. It believes its job is to protect you. So if somebody comes at you with anger, your ego goes, Oh yeah, I'm going to protect you. We're going to give it right back and I'm going to keep you safe. But in order to have a job to protect you. It also has to see everything in your life as a threat. So it does. Ego is looking for danger and threat all the time. And if that's what you're looking for, you're going to find it. <laughs> you will see everything as a threat. And Kevin, I knew I I clicked with you right off when I heard you comment that everything either comes from love or fear. You already believed that.
0: I know that. Yes.
1: Yeah. So so it's, it, it's part of what's gonna make this so simple is that you've got these two sides, love and fear inside you. You have a voice of love and peace and truth and you have a voice of fear. And, and you're hearing from both of them all the time. Also, that means you have just two states you can function in. Every minute of the day, you're either in a, in a place where you feel safe and good enough And in that place where you're safe, you actually have access to your love and you can care about other people and show up for them because you have something to give. If you're in a fear state, you're not safe, you're not good enough, your whole focus is going to be on trying to find a sense of safety for yourself. And if you really start looking at all human behavior, 99% of it is coming from a search for safety. We work hard at our job because we need money to feel safe. We need accomplishments and validation to feel safe. Almost everything we do is about trying to find a sense of safety. And functioning in that fear state all the time, everything's pretty much about you. And you guys, you all know people who are really functioning in fear all the time. And everything is always about them. Um, Because this is just what fear does to us. So, Kevin, I spent years looking at at what what is it we're afraid of? And I finally realized, and I actually believe it was kind (laughs) of downloaded to me, um, that there's just two fears. There's just two things that you're afraid of. And every single person on the entire planet is afraid of these same two things. And when you get these, it just makes it so easy for you to see what's going on. So I'll tell you what they are. Please. The first one we call the fear of failure. And this comes from this belief that you have, and and I know right now you have it, this belief that you might not be good enough on some level, maybe on a whole bunch of levels. And I think this belief started when you were just a little kid, because every five seconds someone said, no, don't do that, don't be like that. Can't you be like this? And the message that they were telling you is that you're not right. You need to be different than how you are to be good enough. So consider that that was a belief that you took on as a little kid. I need to be different than this to be good enough. And as you grow, no matter how hard you work or try to improve yourself and do better, you still carry this belief that it's not enough. It stays with you. And, and I wish I could tell my kids as an adult, you kind of grow out of it. You don't. All of us still are afraid we're not good enough all the time. It doesn't matter how successful someone is. I guarantee deep inside, they're still afraid of this. Can you see it in everybody?
0: Oh, I, I can certainly see it in myself and it can because I try and be as self-reflective as possible. But the reason is, and I've thought about this a lot over, over my life because I had... Um, And my mother had a, and my voice unfortunately sounds just like my mom's, my my negative voice. And uh, because what she would do, she didn't want me to get a big head. She didn't want me to get my ego to get overblown if I did something well. So she always would point out what I could do better rather than congratulate me for what I did well. That translate that into, from a little kid's point of view, it's like i never can do anything good enough and so when you if you can't do anything good enough you're, you're 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 always struggling to try and please and to be a people pleaser and to try and make people happy and stuff like that because you're 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 trying to you're you're you just don't feel good enough and that was her way of growing up and i've got countless stories of 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 when I did something really, really well, and it was, well, I don't want him to get a big head, so I'm going to point out what he could have done better, um, which I suppose in its in its pure sense was she was trying to do the right thing. But as it turned out, it was exactly polar opposite of what I needed to feel good about myself so that I could be confident in who I am. Does that make sense to you?
1: Absolutely. And you you listeners were out there. I bet all of you can think of a story uh, of some moment when you were a child, when you got in trouble for something. I remember I spilled my orange juice and I got yelled at. And I remember trying to explain it. You, with you too? Yeah, <laughs> right? And and it didn't matter that it was an accident. I, they still were so mad at me. And I remember. And I remember thinking, I've got to literally be perfect, or they won't love me. And what it's what a terrible belief to take on as a little kid that I have to be perfect. But what I want you guys to realize is this lens that you're currently seeing your life through. It's made of these beliefs, and most of the beliefs were were things you adopted before you were even seven years old so they're not necessarily accurate at all they're just these ideas or conclusions you drew as a small child and and now they impact still the way you see yourself in the world
0: it's 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 sidious or insidious as to how that can take you down a, because I have the same, I have the same story. You, in my case, it was a glass of milk. I was not until I was like 15, I was not allowed to have a full glass of milk. So that when I spilled it, we wouldn't spill as much. You, you know what I mean? So it was.
1: <laughs> Kevin, when when I get to come out and speak to a group, one of the things I, li- I like to give everybody a, a big ca- card and I have them write on it all the things about themselves that they're afraid isn't good enough. And they they write a really long list. Everybody, and and I want just our listeners to imagine if I asked you to do that today, what would be on your list? I'll bet you could come up with a lot of things. What What's coming to your mind right now? Just imagine you're, you're making a list of those things. And then I, I have everybody hold up their list in front of them and I turn on some music, and I just have everybody walk around the room and read each other's
0: lists. <laughs> That's like being in your underwear in front of a group of people.
1: Right? And and I said, no talking. We're just going to quietly walk around and read each other's lists. And then we talk about, you, what did you learn from this? And they're like, wow, everybody is so scared. And how sad is it? They see all these, these inadequacies in themselves, and we can see – in in you, goodness that you you don't generally see because these beliefs have got such a sh- a hold on you right now. These beliefs that you're not enough, but it's 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 so sad that this is what we carry. But I want you to real I want you to really hear me on this. Everybody you know, every human on the planet has the same kind of list you have. They do. We all are afraid we're not enough. And when you, when you keep that in mind, you suddenly will have a lot more compassion for others and their behavior because you will remember how scared they are. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, absolutely. It, it, it makes perfect sense because people that are angry, they're fearful. People that are jealous, they're fearful. People that are all of the negative emotions, the base emotion is fear. Fear that I'm not good enough, fear that I'm going to lose it, fear that you're going to leave me, fear, you know, and all of those things that, that, and they pile up. And so you can't see the, and, you, and you're right. As, as an example, let me, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at your bio, I see an extraordinarily talented person, I see a very pretty picture, I, but I know that in order to get to where you've gotten to, you've had to have lots and lots and lots and lots of experiences. Some good, some not so good, some horrific. And because of who you are, you've been able to get through that. Um, and, uh, um, and but like when, when somebody talks to me, a lot of times I'll, I'll poo-poo. And I wanted to ask you, because this really bothers me. Why is it that we poo-poo and downplay what we do well and uh, um, we accentuate what we do poorly? Why is that?
1: Well, we also believe that pride in in yourself, seeing your own value is arrogant.
0: Oh, good point.
1: And being self-deprecating and seeing yourself as worthless is righteous. We we just, that's the lens that, that's one of the beliefs on our lens.
0: You know, I had a friend of mine, because I've been doing this a while. Uh, I started in 2003 and off and on and stuff. And and there was a time way back when when I would use self-deprecating humor. And it would be, I would make fun of myself, basically, on air. And this friend of mine looked at me one day and she said, you know, I love your personality. I love what you do. I love your voice. But would you please quit putting yourself down? Every time you do that, it bothers me because I think you're this and apparently you think you're this and it really bothers me that you have such a low opinion of yourself Man. well
1: guess what kevin today i'm gonna teach you not only how to get rid of the fear that you're not good enough oh, but i'm going to teach you how to see yourself in other people and and see the goodness in yourself in a way that will never be arrogant awesome both
0: okay yeah. Then let's get started.
1: Okay. Before we go there, I got to tell you about the second fear that everybody on the planet has, even you. Um, The second fear we call the fear of loss. Okay. And fear of loss, What you know, if I ask you what scares you most, you're going to tell me losing your loved ones, losing your job, losing money. We have a, a lot of fear around losing things. But in reality, any experience you have today that is not what you wanted is a loss. If somebody dings my car, I'm upset because I feel taken from. I, I've been my quality of life has been taken from by this person. Even the woman who yelled at me the other day, um, I was upset because, oh my gosh, she's offended. And she's she's said horrible things about me. I've I've been mistreated. So any anything that's not the experience you wanted, people who aren't behaving the way you want them to they're taking from you, those are loss experiences. And this again, started when you were a really small child. I think someone stole my cookie or broke my toy and I went, wait a second, these people can take from me. I gotta protect myself. I gotta have my ego always on guard to make sure that I get my fair share. Wait a minute, this isn't fair. I gotta be looking for loss and protecting myself from all these people. And, and we all have a very core belief inside that we are not safe in the world because we can lose, we can have bad things happen, and we've got to be careful. And it's been really interesting watching the pandemic because the pandemic has put all the world into a fear of loss state where everybody is a threat. You're not standing six feet away from me, and you're not your mask needs to go over your nose because you're going to be a threat to me.
0: Are you vaccinated? Are you boosted? Are you, you know, all the, all that, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. It's made it even worse that, and, and it brings out our worst behavior because it's all about protecting us. So if we see somebody not doing what they should, boy, we're going to tell them because we got to protect ourselves. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, absolutely. Just the other day, there was a guy that, uh, um, parked in the, um, um, handicap lane or the handicap parking. And because, and he didn't have a sticker and he jumped out of his car because he was just going to run into the store and run out. And it it was like, you, you bad person. Because, you know, and and it had nothing to do with me. I was already parked. I was walking and it was like, you are taking advantage. You're a bad, you know. So, and we do that all the time. We And, uh, and, and, and stuff. So you're right. You're right. It's it's So
1: you guys, if I had you make a list right now of everything you're afraid of, They would, you would, could roll them all, the whole list into those two.
0: Snakes, why do you have to be snakes? It's a
1: lost thing or it's a failure thing. Yeah. Those two fears cover everything that we're afraid of. And, and here's a really interesting thing. All of my research has shown that though we all have both fears, you have one that's more dominant most people have a little more fear of failure or a little more fear of loss and what you'll you'll find is fear of failure dominant people are more of pe- more people pleasers they they avoid conflict they just want everybody to be happy they sh- they struggle to speak their truth because they just don't want to be rejected they want everybody to like them and so i want everybody as you're listening to this does this sound like you <laughs> Or are you fear of loss dominant and you are are concerned about your safety and, and people who are concerned about their safety, they're a little more controlling because they need things to be right. They need the house to be the way they need it to be. They need people to behave the way they should in order for them to feel safe. So they're more controlling, bossy. They will tell you When you're not doing something right, way more than a fear of failure, a fear of failure person would be scared to death to tell you. (laughs) But a lost person, they will tell you. They have stronger opinions about everything. And it's even those strong opinions that create a feeling of safety in the world, because these principles are my solid ground that I stand on. and, And that gives me a sense of safety. So you you're, you have both, but you will see a little more of one over the other.
0: <laughs> well, and I have to ask you, when were you in my house?
1: <laughs> Is it just so?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I was married to somebody that was, I have always had the fear of failure because that's been dri- driving me in my management career and stuff to excel because I was afraid of, of failing and my a partner that's no longer with me, who uh, had the other one, and uh, and so she was very opinionated, and uh, and stuff, and they don't mesh well together because huh, it they was, almost
1: always marry each other. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. It, We're attracted to the opposite one, and then they drive us crazy.
0: And yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do we get out of it? Help us here. How how, how now that we've got. The, we know the two fears. How, how do you, how do, how do we get out of it?
1: Okay. So I'm going to teach you how, um, but I want you to really understand that I'm not good enough and I'm not safe. Our beliefs, they're not facts, That's right?
0: True. That's they're true. beliefs.
1: That's all they are. And beliefs can be changed. We could get some more information. Um, a matter of fact years ago I I, I had this harrowing boat ride I it was at night and we had to take a boat from one island to another island and the storm came up and I've never been more terrified talk about fear terrified i I was sure we're gonna end up drowning and being eaten by sharks in the dark which is not how I wanted to go <laughs> and and the waves were so crazy every time the boat, It literally went off a wave and it would tip and it was terrifying. And finally, one of the guys driving the boat came back to check on us. And I leapt out of my seat, grabbed the front of his shirt and begged him to turn the boat around and let's just go back. We can't risk our lives. And I'm like hysterically afraid. And he says, lady, please just go back to your seat. We drive through this kind of water all the time. It's fine. Trust me. It's totally normal. We got this. Um, we are gonna die lady just go back to your seat i promise we drive through this all the time and i go back and i tell the other people apparently this is normal who knew this this is normal and we kind of had to sit with the information a little bit but we decided we could trust this guy has a lot more experience than we do um and so, you know, a little while later, he came back to check on us and we were like, woo! Every time we hit the waves, we were laughing. And I and I thought about that later. What changed? Cuz I was miserable and terrified and then I was having the time of my life in the same storm, same boat, same waves. What changed was an underlying belief. I got some information it made me see it differently and my belief changed. And all of a sudden I'm having a completely different experience. That's what we're going to do for you today. I'm going to help you shift a belief. So let's start with the fear of failure.
0: <laughs> oh, good. That's a good one for me.
1: Yeah. It's my mine too. I'm fear of failure, dominant, Total doormat.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I just want everybody to like me and be happy. Okay. But this yeah. is the thing. Um, we are talking about this belief. I might not be good enough. And we think that that belief is the problem, but there is another one that I call a foundational belief that's underneath even that one. And it's creating your belief that you're not enough. You want to know what the real problem is? Please. You have a belief that human value can change. Ooh. You believe if I could just lose weight, make more money, do a little better, be a little better at something, that my value would go up, and then I could feel better about myself. But if you believe that your value as a human being can go up, you also believe it can go down. And anytime you make a mistake, gain weight, lose money, put your foot in your mouth, you feel less and less than other people. And, and the fact that you subconsciously, remember, this is playing out in your subconscious. You're, you're not aware until today that you had this belief, but you know I'm right. You do see human value as changeable. And this is the problem. If you believe that human value can change, you also believe some humans have more value than other humans. You have to
0: well that isn't isn't that why we have celebrities <laughs> and and people that we think they we think better than us? And exactly they they have to be they can't be this bad and and we're and you know but then when you get to know people as people and you realize that uh that they a superstar still you know still is human still is messy still still has to use the restroom still has to put their pants on one leg at a time still has ego problems can you imagine somebody like jennifer aniston or somebody saying yeah i'm not successful enough or i'm not this or i'm not it's beyond my comprehension because in my world in my opinion she's darn near perfect but she can't but she doesn't believe that about herself either right yeah. But but the them.
1: celebrities are one end. If I asked you to make a list of people that you see as worse than you, you could make that list too. I could? Absolutely. Everybody could. And and what I want you to understand is is you you subconsciously really believe that some humans have more value than others and as as society, a community in the world, we've all bought into this belief. And this belief is the cause behind most of the problems on the planet.
0: I believe. I think
1: some lives are more valuable than others.
0: We are. If we, one of my core philosophies is if we believe that we are all one, that we all come from the same place, we all have the same DNA, we all are the same, then a, a lot of our earthly problems would go away.
1: They would. And and this is the other problem that it creates. If you continue to see celebrities up here and homeless people or drug addicts, criminals, whatever, down lower, as long as you continue that mindset that believes human value can change, no matter how hard you try to improve, you're still going to find people that you see as above you. Jennifer Aniston has people that she thinks are better than her on some level. We all will, and we will never escape this fear that we're not enough. If you believe human value can change, you're always gonna be afraid you're not enough. So.
0: That was, I was gonna say, good, Well, don't leave me hanging. What do we do now? What do we do about that?
1: We've got to change our core belief across the board about all human beings value. And here's an option what if you decided to believe that every human soul has the same worth and value? And that value is not in question. Um, I like, I believe that life is a classroom and we're here to learn and we're all learning different lessons and and we're all totally different and we're having different life experiences, but we have the same worth and value and there is nothing you can do that will give you more worth than any other human soul. And there's nothing you can do that will make you less of worth than any other human soul. Now, this is a belief option. Is it a fact? No, because guess what? There is no source we can go to for ultimate truth on how the value of humans is determined. It's always going to be belief. So if it's always going to be belief, you might as well choose a belief that ends all the problems on the planet and makes you feel better about yourself. <laughs> so I am just telling you that start playing with the belief that your value can't change no matter what you do.
0: You know, and I suddenly, love yeah.
1: Suddenly you're safe to go out and do anything because even if you fall on your face, you still have the same value as everybody else on the planet anyway.
0: And and if you look at it from that perspective, that that we are all in this as a classroom, that we have our own experiences, and when things go wrong, they're by design, by us, or by, by somebody else, and, and that it's all part of for our betterment to learn. Um, if you take that point of view rather than oh, whoa, why is this, why is this, why did my television set go out two days ago and my dryer conk out yesterday? Which is a fact, by the way. And prior to this interview, I just had a guy um, come to, and I gave him, you know, $75 to come and look at the dryer. He was here five minutes. He said, pal, you don't have any power to the dryer. So call an electrician, I can't help you. But I still paid him $75.
1: (laughs) Okay, but you're getting into the loss part. So I want you to stay on failure just for a second. (laughs) Okay. You're jumping ahead of the class, Kevin. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But you're seeing it. I can tell you're seeing it. Let me give you a couple mental constructs for our listeners to help them kind of get the idea of this. Every single soul has infinite, unchanging value that's not in question so the first mental construct is do you subconsciously experience life as a test or a classroom now most of us have grown up being taught that the way a test works is if you make mistakes your value is docked (laughs) If you can't fix it it's too late you didn't do well in the test so you have less value and that's how it is and at the subconscious level we feel that way about life. I was talking to a lady yesterday that could tell me 50 huge mistakes she's made in her life that make her a failure, and there's no way to redeem herself, it's too late. <laughs> this is kind of what subconsciously, though, you hold, and I'm not meaning you, Kevin, I mean you listeners, you hold past mistakes against yourself still.
0: I do. Well, I can do.
1: We all do. Yeah.
0: I, 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 I can, I, that, that is true for me. I, I may have made mistakes 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that, that still, when I think about them go, oh man, what an idiot, you know? And, and usually if you start calling yourself an idiot, uh, then it doesn't matter what anybody else calls you. You've already done the work.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, as we make this, this new belief that human value can't change, What if you decide that life is the experience of a classroom and think about back in school when it's not a test, it's just learning time in class. And the teacher might give you some problems to solve, but if you get them wrong, you can just erase them and try again, because this isn't a test. This is about learning. And this is how from now on, I'm going to experience life. I can make mistakes, learn interesting lesson I got from that one, but it didn't change my value at all. And you guys, there's, there's nothing more important that you could be teaching your children if you're hearing this today, and I don't care how old they are, start today showing them that nothing they do can change their value. So if my kids bring home an A on a test, I say, wow, interesting experience. What did you learn from this? And remember, this A doesn't change your value. It doesn't make you better than anyone else. It's, but it's a really cool experience. If they bring home an F, guess what I say? Interesting experience. What did you learn from this? And remember, it doesn't change your value because nothing can. What I'm teaching them is that life is a classroom when we can make mistakes and we get to decide who we want to be next time. What, What kind of life we want to live, but our value being better or worse is not on the table. When they win the soccer game, they come off all cocky. And I'm reminding them, yeah, that didn't change your value. You still have the same value as the kids on the other team. And same if you lose.
0: You know, I, I have to laugh because what this come, brings into it is um, <clears throat> religious dogma, religious philosophy, because uh, if you sin and the magnitude of your sin or, or a, a sports guy that, that he'll just have won the game, and, and the reporter will come over and he and he'll say and they'll say how do you feel? Oh, God is great. God is good. Well, there's somebody on the other side that has the same belief structure of you, and it's like God failed me. Oh, God. You know, it's like so that's we can't.
1: Really how it works?
0: It's <laughs> not at all how it works.
1: No, no. But but I want you to really grasp, you guys. It is only your thinking that can make you feel inferior or less than any other human being. No experience does that for you. It's the way you choose to see human value. So you really have the power and it's just gonna take some time and repetition. And that's why all my books and podcasts, everything I do is, is to help you get this internalized in your head, this new belief that we all have the same value. Now, Kevin, when we started the show, you and I, or right before we started the show, we were talking about Ukraine and Putin a little bit. And I told you, every time I teach these principles, someone would come up to me and say, what about Hitler? You can't tell me Hitler has the same value as the rest of us. And now I get Putin.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he, he fits right in that category.
1: So let me tell you my take on it it has to be an absolute rule with no exceptions because the slope is so slippery that as soon as you say oh yeah except putin oh and my neighbor down the street and my mother-in-law and and this one guy i know who's a real jerk and and pretty soon you're back to the same idea that human beings can be not enough and and that's gonna you're gonna be in the old belief system again so i think we have to give everybody the same value every human life so that there are no exceptions, but we're in very different classrooms and we're going to be learning lessons. And I believe that the lessons continue on the other side and people like Hitler are in school still (laughs) (laughs) and there's some serious learning going on. But I, I still, I, I think we, we just have to value all human life, every soul so that the smallest most insignificant person has the same value too
0: even if they are homeless drug addicted you know i've i when i was like like i I told you before i drove a bus for 12 years and and i would get you know there are bus other drivers that would say that person is less than because they're homeless or less than because they're 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 drinking on the bus, or they're. It's that's not it. They're, we're all the same, but we're all here to learn different lessons, and uh, we just have to appreciate humanity in its entirety. I think, don't you? Okay.
1: And and there's a little bit deeper, and this one may be really deep for some people, but let's talk about the homeless guy for one more minute. Um, your ability to find value in this homeless drug addict. And to see him as good enough, your ability to do that is going to be linked to your ability to see your own value, to believe you have any. Because as long as you can look at him and say, oh, he's got these faults, uh, you know, that make him not as good. You're going to see your own faults, whatever they are, as making you not as good. It's tied. It is in absolutely welded together that the system you use to determine the value of others is the one you use to determine yourself, your own value. So if you want to love yourself, I'll tell you the secret. You got to make a list of all the people that you judge and that you dislike. And you got to start working through that list and find love and compassion for those people and forgive what their faults are and let them have infinite value. Cause the more you give it, that's the exercise that will actually help you internalize it for you. Does it make sense? It's kind of a deep principle.
0: Can I tell you a story real quick? Yeah. Um, when, uh, I was doing this this show in 2003, Positive Talk Radio on KKNW, and I was married at the time, and, and my wife and I were uh, starting to drift apart because I was doing this. She really wanted nothing to do with it, and there was a, a myriad of issues. Well, there was a guy that I'd known for 10 years. He was uh, um, a driver when I was a sales guy. He was always mean. He was always not not friendly to the drivers and he always liked to pick on me because i'm easy to pick on and uh and stuff so fast forward 10 years my wife comes home from a spin class that i that she was at the local gym and she said start talking about this guy by the name of tim and tim is a great guy and i just met him and he's he's real nice and he's he's good at what at this and stuff turns out tim was the same tim that i'd known for 10 years and tim was ended up being the one that had an affair with my wife, which ended our marriage. Oh, wow. And I spent the next 15 years wanting to kill Tim, and it took a long time for me to get over the fact that from his perspective, because we all have our own perspective, from his perspective, which is totally different, and um, that he did what he felt was right for him um at, at the time so did my wife and so and it's not that i approve what they did it's mm-hmm. not that i think that that's the right thing to do but for myself i had to let it go and i had to forgive them for me so that i would not every time i think about it my blood pressure would go up and that kind of thing you know so so that that is that is a lesson that i that's one of the lessons in my life that i've had to have had to learn and have, and am still in the process of learning that, but it was a deep, deep thing that, that, uh, that if we, but if you don't and you go through your life with hate and anger in your heart, it's just not going to be, it, it, it's, you're not going to be able to be who you really are. And I'm, I'm, I really want to become who I was destined to be on this planet and and to help people and i do that by bringing people like you to talk to us and i really appreciate the person you are and, and who you are because you are your your I, I i i buy into what you are saying hook line and sinker i know this to be true
1: oh thanks i love that story especially we talked about just those simple two states you can live in and and the fear mindset is very much one of guilt and finding fault and judging and and we like our ego likes to think i can give that to others and then i escape it and i still can feel good about myself and put them down actually doesn't work it doesn't work you're giving power to the idea that people can be not good enough and if that's what you give power to that's what you'll experience so if you want to love yourself, you got to find the, that forgiveness for others. Um, but I'm gonna, as we as we talk about loss, I'm gonna teach you something that actually makes forgiveness really easy, much easier than everybody think thinks it is. Please. Um, but but I want to make sure y- you guys get this is gonna be a simple simple practice. Your practice to get rid of your fear of not being enough is every day and every moment, every time you see someone that you would judge or you see someone that you would see as above you to remind yourself, we all have the same value. Every human being has the same value. Every time you make a mistake, remind yourself, oh, it's a good thing that didn't change my value. <laughs> um, a matter of fact, I was I was speaking about this on stage to a huge audience one day and I I knocked my water over. <laughs> And I spilled, made this big mess on stage, and I went, "Oh, oh, shoot!" And somebody in the audience yelled out, "That didn't change your value." <laughs> yeah, you guys get it. This is the thing you've been seeing. Human value is changeable, and it, it's a it's a huge paradigm shift. The more that you play with it, but it's simple, just that simple tweak. It's going to make all the difference.
0: I agree with you 100% and and even more so when you start thinking about, because one of the fears that we have is our fear of dying, fear of our physical body no longer working. If we believe that our soul is equal to everyone else's and a value and that it continues, then that, that particular fear can go away as well. Because we don't need, and then we can we can recognize people as the souls that they are, not the human fallacies and the human problems that they present. Because none, all of us have got that. And that's part of being the human condition. But we're here here in a classroom. I agree with you. Uh, Gary Zukav says the same thing. Neil Donald Wallace says the same thing. Yeah. Um, all all the great minds say the same thing about we are all one. We are there, there's nothing that you have to do. And that you are good enough, and uh, I believe that wholeheartedly. And I'm glad that you're talking about this to our audience because it's it is the it is the fundamental truth that if we live by, we will live a better life.
1: And imagine if we all taught our children to see human value as the same. What the way the world could be different in the future?
0: It would change everything. Yeah, it would change everything. The there would be, there would be no if the human consciousness were if, that the people of, if the people of Russia believed that the people of Ukraine were the same, and as good as, there would be no war. We would not tolerate it. We would not allow it. Um, but we do because we're tribal and and we're we're not there yet. But the, through the work that you do, you're going to help us get there. And uh, the the more people that you can talk to the better we all are. And I want to thank you for the work you're doing.
1: Okay, let's talk about how to get rid of fear of
0: loss. (laughs) Yes, let's do that. Okay. So
1: again, fear of loss comes from your belief that you're not safe. You have to protect yourself from loss. You're not safe. So again, that's a belief, but guess what? There's another foundational one underneath it. (laughs) That's the problem. So the real, the real problem is that at the subconscious level, you see life as random chaos. And what I mean is that all of these billions of people are running around and they're free to make choices and their choices can take from you. And so you never know the next guy that's going to cut you off in traffic, that's going to steal your money, that it, it is chaos gone wild out there. And so we're not safe. Now, the interesting thing is, I get every single person I talk to, if I ask them, do you sometimes see like synchronicities in your life where you're in the right place at the right time? Or something happens and you're like, oh, that feels like it was meant to happen. Like we all experience this kind of synchronicity that makes us think, wait a second, maybe there's order. Maybe there's some order in the universe. Uh-huh. Do things happen for a reason? Or is it all just random chaos? And most people think some things happen for a reason, but some things seem like random chaos.
0: I, I I I agree with you, and and but there is, well, because of free will, is there is there a randomness to it, or is there order in the universe?
1: That's the interesting question. Now, one of my idols is Viktor Frankl. Surely you you know that name from his his famous book, Man's Search for Meaning. And if anybody listening to this has not read that book, Man's Search for Meaning, the Library of Congress named it one of the 10 most influential books ever written. Um, It's been in every language. And, And Viktor Frankl was a very famous psychotherapist who ended up a prisoner in Auschwitz during World War II. And so the way he processed that experience um, and what he learned from it is what he shares with the world in that book. And it's it's very profound. He he teaches us that we have the power to choose our attitudes and our beliefs, right? And, and that was huge. But another thing that happened in that concentration camp that uh, I find a lot of people haven't heard, he asked himself this question was it just random bad luck that I got caught when I did and sent here and there that I've ended up in this barracks with these people having this experience? Is that random or is there meaning in it? Is there a reason that I'm in this position with these people having this experience? And he was so brilliant and he pondered and pondered this question. And do you know what he he finally decided? There's no way to know. It's, again, an unknowable thing. There is no source we can go to for ultimate knowledge on whether things happen for a reason or they're random.
0: You're right. Now, you can have a belief that things are orderly.
1: But you can't prove it.
0: Not until until we get over to the other side and ask that question.
1: Right. So as far as here, it's going to be a belief no matter what you decide. And so he said, oh, so I have the power to choose a belief. Well, let's try them on. So he tried on seeing it as just random bad luck. And he actually found himself getting more and more depressed. He actually became suicidal at one point and thought, if it has no meaning, I might as well walk into the electric fence and get it over with. So that wasn't really serving him. So he tried the other way, assuming that there was a reason A meaning and a purpose for him being where he is, having this experience, there's purpose. And he found what it did inside of him is it made him wanna rise in it and do something with it. And that's why he went on to write this book and use his experience to influence billions of people. Um, Because he just chose this belief that there's meaning and purpose in what happens to us. So he encourages all of us to find meaning and, and I have found that one of the most universal ways to find meaning is to see your life as a classroom. Um, it's been interesting as I've had the chance to coach and work with people from every co- country, culture, religion on the planet. I've asked them all what they feel like the point of the journey is. And the one thing they all agree on across the board is that we're here to learn, we're here to grow whether you believe in reincarnation, it's still, it's a process of growth and karma. If you believe in heaven on the other side, we are still here to grow and learn. That's the thing that we seem to all have hardwired in us as truth, that our purpose for being here is to help others love and learn. Would you agree?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's a universal concept. Uh, now, now some, some folks, you have to get you have to th- they have to think about it for a while before they'll they'll get to that place. But that really is fundamentally, that's that re- really is honestly why we're here.
1: Yeah, even my atheist clients um, believe in evolution, which sure. is still us trying to become the best that we can be. So if we decide to choose that belief as truth that we're here to learn, um, we have the option of choosing to believe that this universe that's been created as our classroom has the power to work moment by moment with all the choices that people make to create the perfect classroom journey for each soul. I really choose to be- I choose to believe, and it's just a belief option, but I choose to believe every single thing that happens to me is the universe providing a perfect classroom for me. And in that perfectness of it's not always gonna be fun, a lot of the experiences i've had were not fun but they grew me and i choose to see them as the perfect classroom for me and when i choose this belief that everything that happens to me is the perfect classroom for me there is no loss it's only blessing so i i, I had a spouse similar to you who who cheated and just Blew up my life. One of the definitely the most painful thing I've ever experienced. And I am so grateful today that that happened because <laughs> I would not be here and be who I am if I had not had that experience. So we, we've got this ability to trust the universe, but what it does is it can make you feel safe all the time. Because I believe even in this moment and in the future, whatever happens to me, it will be my perfect classroom. The universe is on my side. I, I like to think the universe is a wise teacher and it's constantly conspiring to bring me just what I need to to grow me. And
0: you know how how I look at it? How I've got I've got a I've got um I've got these guys they're they're sitting around a boardroom and they're looking into the screen which is earth and they're looking at me and they are working together to conspire to well let's let's how this is what he says he wants to accomplish so let's work together to get that to, to get that done and uh, and they get the benefit of the 50,000 foot view we don't uh. we're we're here and we get to see the tree in front of us and the tree behind us And so we walk through life virtually blind as to what's coming because we don't know. We want to believe what we want to believe, but we just don't know. So we have folks on the other side that are helping us walk the way that we chose to walk in this life. And if we walk, if we start walking in the wrong direction, they nudge us back a little bit by giving us an experience that we decide is not good for us or whatever so that we can then, if we say we want to get to the meadow and and, and see the wildlife and all of that, that's where they're conspiring to take us. And regardless of so you know, what we want is what they're after uh, to, to, you know, it's like a genie. Your wish is my command.
1: <laughs> I love it, Kevin. I, I want our listeners just, just think about this one question. You you have to choose a belief about whether the universe is on your side or against you or doesn't care about you. Right. Is the universe on your side or not? And you know what? There's no proof of either one. So right. whatever you choose, it's going to be a belief. But I I will promise you, if you will play with this idea that the universe actually is on your side and, and every single thing, even the smallest things that happen to you can be a perfect classroom experience for you. You are safe all the time. Now, if we put these two ideas together, I want you to think of a situation that brings up some fear, that that makes you afraid of failure and loss. One that comes to mind is if you had a big job interview. And you really need this job. You want this would be your dream job. Right before you go into that interview, you're going to have fear of failure and loss show up. You're going to be afraid you're not going to be good enough. You're going to lose the opportunity. And if you go in there in a fear state, you're not going to interview very well.
0: Because nope.
1: people feel your fear and, and it, that makes a difference. So right before you go in, just imagine that you remind yourself, number one, My value can't change. So no matter how this goes, either way on the other side, I have the same value as every other person on the planet because I can't have anything else. And the universe is going to bring me the perfect experience for me. So if having this job is my perfect classroom, I'll get it. And if it's not, then there's something else that's better for me. And that's perfect. So really, I don't have anything on the line. I am not afraid. I am completely safe to go in here And just be me if nothing's on the line. Um, Literally, you guys, these two things, trusting in your value and your journey. Value can't change. Journey is always safe. They're so simple. And and we actually call it the clarity formula. We've got this little formula. And I'm going to do a shameless book plug here.
0: (laughs) Please do. Please do.
1: I have this book, Choosing Clarity. It even says on the front, life is a classroom, not a test. It's on Amazon, Choosing Clarity by Kimberly Giles. But this is the thing. The whole book is to help you internalize the principle, change these core beliefs for yourself so that you can go through life without fear. And what it's going to give you is the real you. The real you that you haven't been able to experience and be. The, the, The stress that will be off you. The fear that will be off you. With all of that off, you could just walk into your life and be real and, and safe to do that.
0: It makes a huge, huge difference. I, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you just a real quick example. This show is self-funded um, because I believe in it and I, I do a show on KKNW and it's all positive talk and this is how it is. If I was scared of losing money, Or of all of that, I couldn't. I couldn't do it the way that I'm trying. The way that I'm doing it. And so, what I've done is, I I actually have a conversation with my team in the boardroom on the other side. And the conversation basically goes like this: Okay, guys, I'm going to do the best I can. The rest is up to you. Whatever the outcome is going to be, the rest is up to you. And and I'll I'll do whatever I can, but just. And then the gospel, according to Paul McCartney, comes in. Just let it be.
1: I love the boardroom. I keep thinking, I kind of like to think of mine as a as a bunch of angels ar- yeah. around it. Because I don't like the feeling of God, like, manipulating things. I think he created this universe and he put forces in play that handle that. And he's just the source of, of absolute perfect love for all of us. And and, in this messy classroom learning,
0: you know, what's interesting about that, and that I believe that to be true as well, is that if we believe that, and this is a core, I think, for me, this is a core belief. If we believe that God loves us unconditionally, regardless, then we don't have to worry about being good enough. We don't have to worry about um am i am i my 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 brother was a fundamentalist christian he to the day he died which was a year and a half ago he was scared that he wasn't good enough to get into heaven Mm. that creates an entirely that creates a horrible horrible life for you especially when you're so fearful of death because you're thinking that you could end up being not good enough and then you're going to go to hell and stuff like that, rather than the belief that God, God is everywhere. God is energy. God is everywhere. There is no place where God is not. So and, if God and is and everywhere.
1: Every person, every one of us,
0: every one of us, every okay. one of us, regardless of whether we're white, black, woman, man, who we love, who we care about, we're all we're all here, and we're all children of God, and we're all part of God. We're all the energy of God. So if that that's my and for me, it's, it's it has gone beyond um a belief it's annoying for me i just i just i just know that that's that's the that's the way it is at least for me yeah Uh,
1: do you know do you know what the word namaste means
0: i know it means oh i looked it up one time remind me (laughs)
1: most people are like yeah that's the thing they say at the end of a yoga class right they all say namaste but I, so uh, a few years ago, I got to spend a month in India, and it's actually the greeting in India. Every time you meet someone, they'll they'll say Namaste, and what it actually means, Kevin, is that the God part inside of me sees the God part inside of you. Perfect. Isn't that I, and and that's what I what I mean when we have infinite that infinite value that doesn't change all the time and it's in every one of us we can't lose it we can't be anything but the same in value as every other human soul that's that's the place that you're going to find relief to whatever it is that's going on because if you're struggling today in your relationships if it's if it's strained it's because you both get triggered all the time with fear that you're not good enough you feel insulted Or you're losing out, not being treated right and, and learning how to live from this place where you're literally bulletproof because no one can diminish your value and they can only make your journey perfectly what it's supposed to be. Um, you get peace
0: absolutely by the way kimberly giles has been our guest but this has gone by the the hour's gone by i know 100%. i need i need to be uh um uh, i need to honor your time because i know you've got something to do coming up here in a minute um and uh but i just wanted to make sure everybody knows to go to your your website is i'm looking for it to will say
1: it's claritypointcoaching.com claritypointcoaching.com. And when you go there, there's a couple of things I want to encourage you to do. There's a free clarity assessment. And this is the coolest assessment and it's free. Anybody can go take it. And it's going it, to, it gets into your subconscious thinking and the way your love and what you value and what you fear influences you are programming your beliefs at that subconscious level and it shows you on paper and it's super super cool free to do so everybody should do that um i oh, have okay so go ahead. free free resources um things to read i also have a website that's coachkimgiles.com that has all of the articles that i've written over the last 20 years in a searchable so if you're having trouble in your marriage, just search for that, and it's going to come up with how to apply these principles to very specific problems and find answers.
0: You are phenomenal. By, by the way, can I have you – will you come back and do the KKNW show with me?
1: Yes, for sure. Which, I would love to.
0: Which is uh, on AM radio in Seattle. You, you, yeah. you can – that's a different audience necessarily than the podcast, and you would be very, very – helpful to a lot of people for um, sure
1: kevin i'd love to
0: i will all we'll get online and 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 we'll set it up because you have been remarkable and I, I really appreciate who you are you are a remarkable lady and i thank you for the work you're doing
1: but i have the same value as everybody
0: else you you do but you know what you're clearer you've got clarity wait a minute maybe maybe you should form a company that is around that word clarity, clarity.
1: Maybe that would be, be a good idea. idea. <laughs> Run with that.
0: <laughs> Again, I want to thank you so much for being here. Is there anything you'd like to add before we go?
1: Uh, yeah, just really quick. If, if anybody is out there and they would like to learn how to help others, um, I actually train and certify people to facilitate my coaching program with these principles to help people. And it's great for parents, leaders therapists, social workers, anybody that wants to help other humans to to get out of fear and, and be able to find who they are. It, it's another awesome thing I offer. But if that's you, reach out to us through the website.
0: I, I love what you do. And, and I just wanna, I want to leave you with one closing thing, is that I try and wake up every day with the following thought. And the thought is, my life is empty and meaningless and you know you're going what, <laughs> what the hell is he saying says so, my life is empty until i choose how i'm going to fill it up mm-hmm. my life is meaningless until i decide what meaning it's going to have and then and nobody else but me and so that's 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 kind of kind of a bit of my mantra is that i want to i get i get to do and it's, i'm free i get to do whatever i want to do
1: that's beautiful i like that
0: so and I and I want to thank you so much for being here. And we're well, I, you're the type of person that I I want to have back on a regular basis because you can affect people in a positive way uh, so, so profoundly that you can change everything about their life. Well, okay. I would
1: love to come back anytime you want to have me.
0: Well, thank you so much. And and you say if you'll stay right there, I I it's t- oh, crap. It's time for us to go. So if you'll stay right there, I'll be right back. thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end please give us a like and subscribe to this channel this has been a production of kmmedia.pro please visit our website oddly enough named kmmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all i'm kevin mcdonald and i'm proud of these shows and i truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.